Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. Jill was uh, asking me uh, today. Sometimes when you sit, Pascal, you have a, a smile. Do you? Is it a practice for you to smile? Is it like intentional? And I was saying, um, actually, no. It. Uh, I mean, there's different reason uh, why it comes, but. Uh, One of the reason, one of yeah, one of the causes often is. Uh, I don't know exactly how to uh, put it in words. It's. Uh, I think I'm uh, surprised that we can actually. Uh, that it's, you know, that we. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised that it's possible to, just pay attention. <laughs> to, I don't know how to say it, that, uh, that there's a form of intelligence in uh, connection, in uh, what we, uh, the word we used a few times is in intimacy, in, uh, in listening, that there's uh, information that becomes available, like, yeah, information for the lack, lack of a better word there, that there's, uh, that we can be touched or touch reality with uh, silent awareness. And also I'm surprised and makes me smile to discover that uh, a gentle, non-demanding, uh, expecting, acquiring attention, not judging uh, attention can... Uh, There's many qualities that are born uh, in that field. It's a very, very rich field of uh, wisdom. Of, um, and so when I sit, you know, I might be, um, I don't know, sometimes I sit and I'm irritated or anxious about something, you know. So I sit and I'm surprised that I don't have to fix the story, the thing, that just attending I mean, it took me uh, some time maybe to discover this, but now it's uh, more and more clear for me. So I sit and, oh, you're worried. There's worry here. And suddenly it's kind of complete worry. <laughs> you know? And later I might go back to solving the actual problem, but uh, just attending to somebody who's worried, you know, just hanging out with uh, the worried one seems... Uh, Something like this, or just, um, what's the expression you used uh, last evening? Uh, exquisite something, exquisite. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was in one of the poems, actually. Ex exquisite attention. And in the text you read this, and uh, to me it's an actual experience, where there can be a delight of just being there in connection with stuff. And so... In the sit maybe before on four o'clock or something, and I could notice the delight and uh, you know the the bell rang. Somebody rang the bell. I think it was me. <laughs> 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 and uh, and after there was this, you know, the hands doing this, and I was I felt so lucky to be able to not notice this experience of just this, and then the body, you know, stood up. And there was this kind of awkward verticality, um, precarious balance for a few seconds. You know, the body was standing, oh, what is that? Standing, you know, for a few seconds. And I thought it was, uh, I was happy that I could actually be there to notice that there was a, a precarious. Um, 
And then, you know, I walked and there was the stepping. And then I had the joy of pushing the door. I'm the one who pushes the door open. <laughs> so, like, the, the hand touching and the door opening. And then I'm also the one with my feet who can bring the thing down. So the door stops. And so there was the metal, like the, the wood and the kind of warmth and softness of the wood and the resistance of the door and then the pulling on the feet and it was <laughs> kind of sound of uh, metal and I was so happy that I could be there I didn't know that before you know before I was I was in delusion I thought that it was something else I had to go take care of something but my teachers were so I have so much gratitude that my teachers showed me that it was uh, it was good to be there while being alive you know and then uh, small things could become uh, outstanding or stand out, you know. And then there was this, and then <clears throat> I had to put my hand on something to actually, while I, would, I was putting my uh, little slippers on. And so, and I was there, and it was complete. There was this, you know. And then I was existing in slippers. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, so this was kind of uh, delightful. I didn't know about these delights before. There, were, there was no consideration. There was lack of consideration. You know, I was preoccupied, under occupation. And so these things makes me smile. And, uh, and sometimes when, I, when I'm in uh, mindfulness in that field, preferences do fall a bit on the side. And what I might be... Uh, Experiencing is not pleasant, like anxiety or frustration, confusion. But it's life. And I've trained myself, I don't know if I can put it this way, I've been trained, or there was this training of turning towards life. You know, and, and, and renunciation, not the renunciation, true, wise renunciation, renouncing what could be, you know, the thought, the value I would give to what could be, to actually give full value to what is, and attend to that. And to me, that's remarkable, so that's partly why I smile, you know, I, I'm surprised that this would be the way to happiness, or I don't know if happiness is the right word, it's hard to put the right words on these things, but... Um, Certainly a kind of fullness and resonance, so that would fit with the title of the retreat. <laughs> a heart that resonates. You know, the capacity to attend to what is there. So it's a different take. You know, I would have thought that happiness was to get what I wanted. And now I'm finding out happiness is something else, Pascal. I use happiness. That's the best version tonight, you know. But it's the freedom maybe in being with what is as it is and sometimes it's sickness and sometimes it's uh, you know success and sometimes it's uh, uncertainty and uh, learning like step by step moment by moment a lot in these silent retreats so thankful for this this form really not easy form. Well, sometimes easy, but some certainly sometimes not easy at all. But by paying attention moment to moment, held in the silence, or lost in it, or, you know, however it appears, but in the silence, in the form of the walking, the sitting, the meetings, the, you know, being in line for food, and all, this, all these moments, learning how to attend how to attend, and uh, getting more strong. Strength, courage, honesty, stability, capacity to be uh, touched by beauty or uh, discomfort or distress. You know? And, um, yeah. So a lot of the smile is this, that um, surprise that it does work. It does. It's possible to do that. And so this is this um, 
this particular way to meet reality. So there's a framing that I like to use a lot. I bring it with me on the teaching trips. Um, the way I understand it in the Buddhist psychology, there's three kinds of uh, three ways that we gain understanding, and it might apply to outside also. But uh, so gaining understanding about something, wisdom, gaining understanding about something. Uh, through information. Somebody's telling me something about something, and I understand better. Pascal, your room is at the end of the corridor, on the last one on the right. Oh, that's an important information. Yeah. Um, recently, I was getting an important kind of information to help me understand the world I live in. So, this is just uh, one of the latest little examples for us to see. So, I read in the news that uh, at the Cannes Film Festival, International Film Festival, in 71 years of festival, there's been uh, something like uh, uh, 1,637 1,637 films that were in competition made by men. And over 71 years, 1,630-something films made by men, 88 films made by women. That, to me, is an information that helps me understand the world I live in. I'm happy I get that information. It's inf- and then another level of understanding is reflecting. So the information, the words written here and there, or the information you get maybe here. And then a little further is the reflecting. Oh, what does that mean? What's the experience of people, women wanting to make films? What's the experience of young uh, uh, girls uh, seeing that all films are made by men or most. You know, what... what? So I reflect on this, yeah, reflecting on this. And so reflection here is part of the what's happening. Information is part of the retreat, getting information about technique or art of science of practice. And then we get to reflect. And the third a level of understanding, which is called... Uh, meditation, insight, is uh, directly experiencing with a high-quality presence, attention, a particular attention, like as when we're particularly attentive to what's happening. Uh, and so that uh, sati, that uh, that kind of listening that we're trying to uh, define, invite, uh, um, and uh, get to know for ourselves. You know. And so that kind of uh, presence that is not uh, discursive, not uh, conceptual, it's not telling stories, it's touching, it's feeling, it's embodied. It's, uh, you know, the intelligence here drops here, and drops here and here. It's an ancient way of knowing, ancestral, um, not maybe very valued in the dominant culture. And so, of course, we're not exactly used to, to, to it. And so that's why we come to kind of a research center here to develop these skills to explore. What is that way of knowing? I know about information. I'm exposed to it all the time. I know about reflecting some. And now I'm discovering how it is to actually feel stuff. So that way of understanding. In that, there's a lot of... uh, The intelligence is uh, what we call um, maybe intuition. Uh, kind of gut feeling level that's part of it 
teaching a retreat with uh, uh, the Dr. Judson Brewer of the Center for Mindfulness in Massachusetts, the director of research there, neuropsychiatrist, I think. He was showing slides of the brain and the different uh, parts uh, that illuminates and are active at different when the mind is contracted or expansive, etc. And I was saying to him, I always forget, you know, the neocortex and different parts of the brain. And he was saying, yeah, Pascal, because uh, this is empty, empty calories. This is whole grain. <laughs> we have to create devices to study this because we can't feel it. But this we can feel. And this is why we do vipassana, insight meditation. So we can actually feel. We have the senses. And instead of having them uh, be disregarded and valuing just my ideas about stuff, I'm valuing the senses again. And instead of having them be being radar for pleasure or to find things that I desire and want to get away of, from, uh, now you start to use the senses to... Uh, um, as um, I remember last year sitting here with uh, Bunny and Bunny's sometimes uh, Bunny Duran uh, would would say uh, this is like high quality something like high quality data collecting device. <laughs> you know we we make this system really sensitive, very very uh, sensitive and stable stabilized sensitivity. I don't know how to say it. So that information can keep coming in. It's not just one bit, and then I make a story about it. I stay connected while walking, while eating. Not just like, oh, I like this. You know, stay here. See this appear and disappear. The taste, the emotions, the idea, the want. You know, just stay around. Pay attention. And so this is what we're doing. We're, so the three levels are used as we're here. Information, reflection, and we're uh, putting a lot of emphasis on that uh, uh, particular kind of receptivity, of being uh, diving under uh, preconceived ideas about me, the world, the rest of the day, walking, standing, and bringing that uh, quality that Jill talked about uh, yesterday, uh, of uh, you know the fresh freshness of um, you know an, uh, an attention that is fresh. It's not blasé. It's not habitu- habituated, habitual. It's new. It's fresh. It doesn't know. It doesn't know. Hearing. It doesn't know what it is to breathe. Don't know mind. Or uh, Martin Batchelor, she would say in the Korean Zen, the great question, what is this? What is this? What is this fear? How does that feel? What is this boredom? What is this? How does that feel? Or questions that I brought a little bit today uh, in the practice. Can this be okay? Can this be known? Can this be allowed to be? It's there anyway, you know. And so the design of the whole thing is to uh, cultivate, foster uh, this quality the silence, the invitation to slow down, uh, the walking, the simple walking going nowhere, the sitting together like this, uh, the silent meals, so that we can actually notice, feel, feel, stay. And in that we're developing the capacity to be ah, big drama, inner drama, you know, ah, big trigger happening, and we stay, we stay, and we notice, yes, and sky, still blue, you know, although all this 
is happening inside, turmoil, perturbation, wanting to be somewhere else, not wanting to be, you know, resenting, positioning in some kinds of ways, preferring. And we just keep walking, keep walking in the middle of that. And so, um, there's one particular kind of wisdom uh, that is being developed as we're here. There's maybe different kinds of wisdom, different uh, way uh, we can define wisdom or that wisdom unfold. One of the particular uh, kind of wisdom, discernment, that uh, happens when we hang out in that field, in that level of meditation, vipassana, is, uh, I'll use Pali words here. There's two terms, kusala and akusala. Kusala, akusala. One means uh, beneficial, the other unbeneficial. Or sometimes the translation could be wholesome, unwholesome. A translation that works well for me, or maybe partly interpretation, is uh, liberating, entangling. And so it's not on the level of information. It's not even on the level of reflection. It's on the level of direct contact. And so by being here, as we sit and walk and lay down in the bed, waiting for the program to start again, (laughs) or for the retreat to end, or whatever, you know, we discover, we experience many different ways of being, right? Many different ways of being. And the more we invite, uh, infuse, uh, see, um, arise, um, this kind of um, uh, interest for what is actually happening, mind state-wise, we'll discover different ways to be. And we will be able to feel for ourselves. No one will have to tell us that. We're going to feel, we're not even going to think it. It's going to be really at the intuition level, at the felt sense level. We're going to feel and clarify different uh, how it's helpful to be and how it's not helpful to be, different qualities of mind. And so being here visit, visited by strong desire to be somewhere else, to have the form be other, you know, by hanging out, soaking in that kind of uh, quality attitude, in time, it's kind of expensive in this way, this practice, it's costly, you know, by soaking in my opinionated mind, there's going to be like information (laughs) that's going to come at the gut level. You know, I'm going to recognize in a very felt sense that this is exhausting. This is painful. This is entangling. Yeah? And at other time, naturally will arise, I don't know, uh, acceptance. Conditions will, you know, out of exhaustion, (laughs) acceptance will arise, you know, end up, you know, coming. Or, I don't know, what will be the conditions, but acceptance for something I don't have control over, you know, will just, you know, maybe flash by even for a few seconds and I'll be touched. Like maybe today, I don't know how it was for you when we were doing the exercise of uh, imagining for a second that I free somebody from my opinion about them. I don't know if you, you could touch on something, but if for a second, you know, there's a little flash of the resentment being gone or the expectations being gone for a second about somebody else or self, you know, or judgments on the body. If just as an exercise, for a second I touch a mind that doesn't have uh, harshness towards the body, 
just that little bit, that little experience of a second is a, will leave an impression. We'll be able to recognize for ourselves, oh, that's a better way to live. That is a way to live. Here, getting sensitive, that's why we're doing this. We actually want reverberation. And so, some of our thoughts will reverberate more than usual. They'll be more painful than usual. We want to be exposed to that in some way. But also, the beautiful ways to be will be exposed. And so, as we're getting sensitive here, uh, um, you know, the kindness of somebody else, for example, or the, the attention, the dedication of somebody else could actually touch us. We could uh, get it this way, just be touched and recognize this is a good way to live. Just touched it. I don't know if I'm able to express myself well here, but we're clarifying uh, this for ourselves. In life, when we have superficial attention and thinking mind, we'll, we'll think like, I shouldn't be like this anymore. I should stop being, I should stop this being like that. You know, but it's reactive. It's not, it's not high quality. So, of course, we don't see the change come in. Do you recognize this? But here we soak in it. You know? I remember last year here, there was a... I'll touch wood before I... <laughs> before I... So last year here, at uh, this time, and I think it's happened over a few years, there's a, there was a cardinal, a female cardinal, uh, bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit like the Cannes Film Festival. <laughs> and so there was a female cardinal, uh, uh, cardinal that um, I can't explain biologically or like the psychology of bird what was happening exactly but kept knocking and then the, in some of the windows over there seeing its reflection or trying to get in or and uh, it just kept going during the during the sittings we would come and there would be this knocking those of you who were here might really well remember this and uh and here they said that they, uh, they cared a lot about the bird and tried many ways to, to have the bird not get in that kind of trouble, but still it kept going, you know. They actually made a little sign. They said it's the first, uh, it's the first female cardinal trying to get into the <laughs> Jesuit <laughs> center, and it's not easy. <laughs> so they have a good sense of humor, too. And uh, and uh, so it was interesting for me as a practice to notice, you know, like to find over a few days uh, the right way to hold uh, this. Because uh, being with the uh, difficult, of course my mind would, uh, you know, I don't know, panic, get opinions, uh, get angry uh, at the birds, at the center, at the windows, <laughs> at God, you know, try every version, you know, and, uh, and uh, at, at the teachers and suddenly finding out I'm the teacher. <laughs> you know, and ha like really delicate work to actually uh, allow life. And I, at some point they said something pretty uh, powerful. They said, uh, so the, you know, if we want to solve this, the, this problem with the noise, if we see it as a, a noise problem, you know, so the, the solution would be to kill the bird. You know, how do you feel about that? You know, so... It was an interesting situation. You know. Of course we were not going to kill the bird, but it helped put things in perspective in some way, like, oh, maybe I can make space for that. I prefer that the bird knocks the window, then we kill it. You know? uh, and so the technique here, if I can use that word technique, is to uh, actually sit here or walk or stand somewhere and notice 
the way we're holding things. So it's about the relationship with what's happening. You know, it's not exactly what's happening as much as the relationship to it. So we sit here, sometimes it's comfortable. You know, the mind might get quiet, the body centered, even light maybe. And what's the relationship with this? Am I like clinging to it? Oh my God, I got it. I hope it's going to last. You know, I got it. I can't speak. I want everybody to know I got it. You know, I'm enlightened. It's done. You know, I can't move the teacher to sit there and tell the truth. You know, how am I holding this? And when it's painful to be in the body, how am I holding this? It's not easy to find how to do this. You know, so we get reactive, we fall in despair, we deny, we all the movements. And here we have enough days to actually see all these movements and maybe develop compassion for this being trying to find their way in a complex uh, inner world, outer world. You know? And some qualities emerge you know, like compassion that I'm just describing, tenderness. Oh, not easy being this being right now. Not easy. And we learn, oh, this has a different taste. It has a taste of uh, liberation. It's, it doesn't have the taste of entangling. It has a taste of accompanying. Do you see what I mean? And we, we actually get to taste it. And this is irreplaceable. We can read the list of the good qualities that are liberating and the qualities that are entangling. But that's very limited knowledge. It's information. And so here what we call insight meditation, and that's one of the wisdom that is being developed, is that we, the conditions help us really... Uh, clarify in the felt way in the what is uh, what are ways to be that are helpful for us and others and uh, so that's one of the kinds of uh, wisdom so in the in the teachings the Buddha seemed to be saying something like um, something uh, uh, like we can find a liberation from and it's not a small claim listen to this we can find liberation or freedom from old age disease and death And so, as I look around here, my sense is that old age, disease, and death is going to happen here to every one of us here. So how, how could somebody claim that we can find freedom from old age, disease, and death? I think part of the solution that I'm finding is that it's in the relationship to it, because it is going to happen. So the freedom is not going to be that it doesn't happen. Part of the answer might very well be in the relationship we have to it. In the uh, honest, caring, not reactive, uh, in the in a curious relationship with what is natural, uh, in a tender, compassionate relationship with what is uh, part of the experience, and in that kind of phrasing, old age, disease, and death, it's kind of a symbol that represent that talks about something even more than that. It talks about all the different ways that we are separated from what we want. 
You know, it's a shortcut to say, you know, human beings are often separated from what they want. They're separated from knowing what will happen. They would like to know, but they can't. How can we find freedom from that? Because it's going to remain unknown what's coming. They'd like to be free from a pa certain past. You know? And the past is going to be that past. You know? So how, how can there be freedom in this? You know? People that they want to stay will go. People that they want to go will stay. <laughs> you know? People will say things that they, we don't want to hear, we don't want to be said, and that they won't say the things we want to hear. You know, often, regularly, daily. <laughs> and so, this thing about kusala, akusala, is talking about the relationship, how we hold these things. Am I going to be angry all my life that the world doesn't be, behave the way I want it to behave? Or my body, my health, or my mind, or my, you know, take anything really. And so here we have the chance, the amazing uh, privilege or conditions to actually explore. So what is happening in the retreat becomes the exact uh, elements that we're using to develop uh, relationship, wholesome, helpful relationships. And it's not, it's not uh, just based on will. Okay, now I'm going to have a good relationship with events of the mind and heart and body and, uh, externally and internally. You know, that's why we are exploring together and supporting each other in that, in that easy exploration. And so there are suggestions, and we're trying to apply them, all of us, very much. We're saying, let's pay attention, let's turn towards, let's uh, see if what is there can be known, just as it is, not described, not explained, not trying to reorganize, just experience, as fully as possible. Sometimes it has the taste of uh, dejection, oh, dejection. Discouraged. Discourage. Feels like this. So we, we become interested. This is what we call the middle path. So the middle path is, uh, you know, I can be duped, fooled, entranced, fascinated, caught in a mind state. I can also reject it, you know. So let's say dejected, discouraged, bummed out, whatever the right expression here. Like I'm sitting here like, oh my God. Why did I sign? I so, was so looking forward to this. <laughs> Why? You know, this is going to last forever. <laughs> you know, so I can be entranced by that, like in the trance, in infatuated under the spell of that worldview, you know, fabrication, you know. So that's an extreme. Another extreme is I don't want to feel this. I want to be up. I want to be happy to be here, <laughs> you know. So I'm kind of struggling with debating, conflict, struggling with the thing, pushing it away. And here we're suggesting, let's try the middle path, being aware, dejected, despondent. Is that feels like that. It has this heaviness to it. Or it shows life like this. You know, five more days seem eternal. <laughs> That's so interesting that it feels like there's no end. You know, it really appears like this appearance, mirage-like nature, you know. And whatever self, how self appears, you know, worthy, unworthy, and the fluctuating nature of this. This is a great idea to be here. This is a bad idea to be here. And just we try to recognize 
and feel things exactly like this. Get interested. Not follow blindly, but be, be awake to how the mind is right now as it's walking or <coughs> brushing teeth, you know, how it's absent, present, the different qualities. Because to me, the way I understand this, this is uh, the art of independence. So we can see for ourselves what is what from very clearly. And when the mind become more stable over the days, slowly pacifying, getting less scattered and more gathered, step by step, and then maybe there's a trend and it's going to be a little bit more rocky and uneven, but uh, we're doing this together collectively, individually, by starting again, starting again, we're collecting the mind, we're bringing composure, we're developing the capacity to be in different states of body and heart. The view also is going to change a bit. Not just the attitude and the relationship to what's happening, but the view. And a little hint here, something that we can bring in if you want. I just have four minutes for this. So one of the wise views that's going to develop on the path, but it's good to have this in mind maybe early on, is that as I sit here and walk, and find myself here and there. I might, it would be natural, I might take things very personally. It's about me, my agitation, my story, my body, my breath, my agitation, my calm. Yeah. But slowly, in the course of this practice, the view is going to change a little bit. What we're gonna, what's going to happen, probably, and it might happen just with this suggestion here tonight, is that what's happening is not so much that we're looking at personal stuff, but we're exploring human nature. 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 And so what is happening here on the cushion, on the chair, could be seen as personal. But in the Dharma, in the Dhamma, in that kind of vision, it's more that we have the chance to actually touch human nature. Very, to me, it's very, uh, I can't believe the luck. It's not easy being a human being. We'll give you a glimpse of it. Having a body is not easy. You have the chance to notice what it's like to be a, a human being. Kind of like right, you're invited right in the middle of human experience. This is so heart opening. You know, you would be floating in space and they would say, you have the chance to come and witness what it's like to be a human being. Human beings experience confusion, they experience clarity, they experience wanting to feel something else. They experience beauty. They experience uh, ethical problems, issues. They experience all kinds of things. This is what you you have the chance to touch this. It's so touching because it's so not easy being a human being. And so, as I'm sitting here, it's not so much the story of Pascal. It is also but it is the story of human beings for thousands of years and the human predicament 
and actually I'm invited to be in the middle of it and find the freedom, the way, the way to, I don't know, clarity, heart, resonance, in the middle of it. You know, um, what's his name in uh, English? Ulysse is uh, Odysseus. Why does he have a different name in English? Because <laughs> he's Greek. <laughs> so Odysseus, you know, going on uh, his journey. Odysseus, I bet, didn't know he was a hero. He was just like some kind of poor little soul trying to survive an encounter with the cyclope or an encounter with, you know, surviving being in the underworld, in the world of death, in the shadow world. You know. But because of the challenges and the situation, it was revealed to him that there was something great possible and so we're on that voyage here just with the sitting and walking we're discovering we think we can't but we we don't know yet that it's possible to have an amazing courage freedom stability of mind uh, stable care in the midst of fluctuation we came here to find this out I took Odysseus, I could have take, uh, talked about, uh, um, oh, I forgot her name, dear, uh, in The Wizard of Oz, Dorothy, you know, she's going on her trip with all these funky people, <laughs> you know, a lion without courage, uh, you know, like, like it's she's not well equipped <laughs> you know I feel the same and yet she's going to find you know that she's going to find out what's the truth you know and, and she's going to make the voyage but it's not easy and so there's something similar to this happening here you know we gather the good friends, you know, the shaky courage and the shaky this and that. And we keep traveling together. And we get, we strengthen, you know, the community, the inner community. And this is what uh, we're going to be able to, to bring back, you know, to our world. You know, the voyage is a little longer than until Friday. You know. But uh, these are really exceptional conditions here to, uh, to do what we're doing. So, something about the relationship with what's happening. Being really interested in the relationship. No judging, never any judging. Oh, this is how I'm holding this you know, with resistance. Just noticing the relationship and then the view. Is it really personal or maybe it's more universal what's happening? You know. Okay. Let's just take a moment to uh, do what we do really well together is listen. So yeah, you can take a posture of meditation and close the eyes, but I don't know, there's something to, for me about uh, us being together, like eyes open, like really being together and knowing that we're actually all, you know, offering attention, bringing attention, where we could bring opinions and wants and this, what we're actually bringing to this room is uh, quality presence.
So how is it like when 50 people come together and just bring presents, offer presents? May this uh, traveling together be for the benefit, kusala, the benefit of all beings, no one excluded, for those of the past, those of the present, those we know and don't know, those far and near, may it be also for those of the future. May the quality of our attention uh, be freeing and be a protection for all. of uh, walking or whatever form it takes of being present for you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.